welcome to the Wannabe Gaming Podcast. This is the first episode, January 15, 2019. I'm Brett Jackson. Michael Dewey's here. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I just want to let everybody know we're on social media. We're on Twitter. So feel free to follow us on WBGCast on Twitter. That's WBG and then cast, C-A-S-T on Twitter if you want to engage with us. So, where should we start? <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. It's been it's been a busy week. Um I'm pre- I I really look forward to these moments where I don't have to worry about the stress of just normal life and everything and can just talk about things that are actually kind of fun and not boring like at work. So, No, yeah, I'm um, excited to talk about games for a while. Yeah. So, we're looking at some of the stuff that's kind of been coming out and been happening. Um, we, we've kind of had some big news in some big industries. Probably, I think the biggest one right away is the Activision, Blizzard, and Bungie split. So we want to talk a little about that, like explain kind of what you know about the situation um, and what you think is going to happen from there. Okay, yeah, let's let's just get into it. There's a lot of news. Um, so, yeah, so if I can explain this correctly, I know we talked about this earlier. Uh, so... Bungie and Activision, I guess, I, I didn't see this coming. I don't think a lot of people saw it coming. They essentially parted parted ways from their, I think originally they had like a 10-year deal maybe, I think is is what they had. And that was probably, I don't know, eight years ago. Maybe I could be wrong, but it's been a while because, I mean, they put out Destiny 1 at the start of that deal and then all the DLC for that and then Destiny 2. It's been a while, um, but I don't I don't think people were expecting it to cut short. Um, and Bungie has got the license to Destiny. Um, so they own the IP. They took the IP in the split. So I'm not sure of the details beyond that. But uh, I think everybody in the community is <laughs> rejoicing because they feel like, yeah, it's it's going to be like Destiny as it should have been without all the microtransactions and all the the stupid decisions. I, I, I don't know what to say there. I'm not a huge Destiny player, so... Yeah, honestly, I think that it's a good thing too. Blizzard really just wants to focus on some really weird out there stuff right now. I'm not sure where Blizzard's going. Oh, like I Activision Destiny, Blizzard, yeah, as a as a whole. Yeah, I think that Destiny had a lot of really great uh, potential. Um, you know, some things that I always thought with the game is why did they have to release two separate games for Destiny and Destiny Two? Uh, that seems yeah, a little odd sure. to me. I think everybody uh, would agree with that. Yeah, like I don't know why you couldn't just keep it into its own multiverse um, and just kind of expand the planets and the areas and stuff that you can go and explore and kind of make it into its own immersive game as opposed to its own chapters, I guess. Um, so that was really weird to me. Uh, the playability of it was... I like Destiny. I played with a number of people. But what was really odd is the amount of amount of people you could play with in a party. You, you know, usually you try to get a group of four. Oh, three-person teams. Yeah. yeah, and you had to have three-person teams unless you raided. And then you had to find more people when, yeah, it, it just was, it was, it was odd. It just didn't fit very well, um, especially with the way the communities typically work. Either you're kind of a solo player by yourself or you kind of have your group of four friends that you can play in because almost every game is a four-person a multiplayer game, not I mean, a three-person yeah, multiplayer game. The entire industry has been training people to have three other friends. Um, 
so yeah, it didn't make sense to me either. I think the the most thing the thing that I get confused about the most with Destiny over the past few years watching it from the outside is I don't understand like the decisions that they make with their releases. Like it happened again. Like Destiny One was I don't know all right like middling (laughs) like it was okay it was cool because it was new at the time but i think like people fell off it pretty hard and yeah you know by the by the when the taken king came out like once they got a few dlcs under their belt it finally was like okay now we learned our lessons and we did what the community wanted and we like we had a good story for once and now it's great and and i i think i got destiny one when the Taken King came out and that's when I got on it and I was like, wow, yeah, this is great. This is cool. But I, I wasn't going to ever get hardcore into it cause I didn't have the group, but and destiny yeah, two came it, out and it repeats <laughs> the hard, the hardest thing. Yeah. With the party thing is you have your set friends and then it's that awkward, like, Hey, a new friend got it. Oh, okay. We, we, we like you, but we don't want to play with you, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so with uh, with Destiny, it became really grindy too. That was the other thing that was kind of its downfall. Not people don't want to spend hours grinding, killing the same mobs over and over and over and over again just to be able to get what they want to get and stuff. So, it yeah, it had a really cool mechanic. It had a cool idea of mixing, you know, the science science fiction of um, you know casting spells, those kind of things, with a first person shooter uh, in a space type genre i think they had a fantastic idea but it just kind of died out i'll be very curious to see what happens with it after um in a few years or maybe a year i'm not sure what bungie's plan is anytime soon with it but since they kept it i'm sure they want to do something with it so it'll be interesting to see kind of where they go um yeah no speaking i I agree go ahead oh i uh, did you ever play destiny 2 at all no to be honest with you uh the group of people that i played with destiny one i kind of had a falling out and i just don't didn't play with them anymore and i didn't really want to play by myself and it was it was just a weird time we think we were moving up to spokane and i kind of put like games on hold for a little while while i was trying to get myself rearranged up here and by that point after afterwards pretty much everybody that i knew that played it kind of was done with it so I just never got around to it. Well, because like I, I hopped on Destiny 2 at launch um, just because I think I was just at a time where I was like looking for something to play and it looked interesting. And I liked parts of the original Destiny. But the the problem was that they, like you said, the original one was really grindy, like almost to a fault for a lot of people. It wasn't super accessible for the casuals, which is is rough, especially for what they're doing, especially for what they were trying to do, which is this huge mass market light MMO. Um, but they almost reversed it too hard because destiny two was like, it's so easy. Like, and they removed the grind and they removed the, the random weapon drops and they removed like all this stuff. And then the hardcore community just like pushed through the, including myself, which I'm not into the hardcore community, but I like, I played the game a lot. (laughs) And then within like a, a couple of the first weeks I was like, okay, like what else is there? Um, so they took over that the wow uh, world of warcraft aspect where you don't grind anymore in the game and they pretty much you play for you know a total of 15 hours and you have all the legendaries you need for the game yeah there's nothing else for the hardcore to do or the people that just want to sink a ton of time in for a while but and now like i haven't played it since launch really but and i didn't have a group either so but now after the 
few DLCs again have come out. Like the first two were, eh, at least for, as far as I can tell from the community. And then this latest one, the Forsaken, is the one that everybody's like, now it's Destiny again. <laughs> I'm just like, it's great that they learned their lessons, but they learned these two years ago. Like I don't, uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to see like if some of the bad decisions that were made were uh, the result of the merger with Activision. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll see that in the next coming years, like once they kind of get through the current content cycle and then start making new decisions, I guess we'll start to see if, if some good will come of it. But I hope it does. Yeah. Speaking of Destiny and games that I feel like look and feel like Destiny, um, have you watched any of the new Anthem stuff? Are you excited about Anthem? Is that a game you think you're going to get? Um, yeah. What do you think about Anthem? Man, I, I really don't know. We keep talking about it in our group, like when we play on Friday nights, and I, I'm i kind of middle of the road, I think, because I, I wasn't super like hot on Destiny, uh, but I really like the idea of, I guess I guess people call it like MMO light game. Um, it's just Destiny didn't really ever do it for me. Um, and Anthem, to be honest, like a lot of it seems it doesn't really have a ton of personality yet to me, I guess from the footage that they've shown, like it just seems like generic sci-fi game with like big monsters that it looks really pretty. Like it looks gorgeous and it looks like they're pushing the tech pretty far, like with like coming out on current gen consoles, but it just doesn't have, it it doesn't really have its own identity yet, but I mean, they haven't shown a lot and uh, I don't know. So I'm, I'm not sure. I, I really like a lot of Bioware games. So it's like, Part of me is like, and you can see the Bioware in some of it too. Like the, a lot of the like animations and the colors and the, the spells and like the, the screen filling with explosions of like different elements. Like it reminds me a lot of like Mass Effect and Dragon Age. And like, you can tell that some of that is in there. Uh, So I just hope it's the pieces of it that I really like are in there and not some of the junk that's been happening with the past couple of games. (laughs) But so real quick uh, for anybody who's listening that obviously doesn't know Brett and I, uh, we play every Friday night with a group of friends. There's four of us. Um, We've known each other all since college and uh, Brett and uh, there's Brett, myself, and then Brian and Dom and Dom's the newest one to the group of us. Dom kind of jumped on. We met him in college all went to to college together and didn't really start playing video games until we all graduated from from college and moved to, moved away and we wanted to just kind of have that connection. Uh, Brett and Brian are brothers and uh, then like I said, Dom kind of came in. Right now, Dom lives in Hawaii. He's going to be moving back to the states soon. Um, and I've known Brett and Brian since uh, let's see here, what fifth fifth grade for me, and you were like third grade, Brett or something. Yeah, at least. Um, Something like that. It was a long time. So we've known each other for a very, very, very long time. And, you know, we all live in very different places. Um, I'm up in Spokane. Brett's in Portland area. Uh, Brian's down in Phoenix. And like I said, Dom's in Hawaii. Who knows where he's moving to? He, I, don't think he, I don't think he even knows yet. Uh, but he wants to get out of Hawaii. He wants to come back to the States. Um, but yeah, we, we just kind of all moved different locations. And this is our way of kind of keeping in contact, kind of making an effort to keep our friendships going and stuff. And so we, we've all set aside Friday night as our night to, to hang out, talk, play video games. And we constantly are just rotating games throughout that. Um, sometimes we'll get stuck on a game for a few months, sometimes for one Friday. So um, that's kind of where the love of this kind of came from. 
Uh, that's kind of where the name of the game of the podcast came from as well. Um, oh yeah, because everybody always talks about how they want to be gaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just we we can't wait for Friday where we all want to be gaming. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of the origin of it. For anybody who's you know new here and not uh, not one of our friends or family or mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> oh, hey, mom. <laughs> who's listening to? Thanks this for as supporting well. the first episode. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, but anyways, coming. What was that? Oh, I was going to say, I'll try to keep the profanity to a minimum. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to keep swearing down. Um, but coming back to Anthem, though, it, it we, were, we were talking about that as one of the games we want to potentially pursue for our Friday night get-togethers and uh, be playing as a group. Um, it looks very pretty. It feels a lot like Destiny to me. Every time I watch the gameplay, uh, it has that new unique first person shooter kind of thing with the floating flying aspect it seems like the titanfall uh, movability where nothing is off limits anymore and so all those things seem really exciting but i don't know how long they're going to last you know they have a lot of flash and a lot of spark but if the game doesn't have much content to it not sure how it's going to go i mean for our group brian really likes the pvp um aspect and so if this game doesn't have pvp yeah. then as far then, as i know not. it does not um i don't yeah. i don't think there's because destiny has the the crucible on the side that you can do i don't think it's really it, hard by the way it, and i never like to be honest like for me if i'm gonna play like a competitive shooter like destiny is not my first choice like i don't need that tacked on to my uh like cooperative like story game or yeah <laughs> like i don't need that talked to, tacked onto my looter like we can go play something else for that um but i don't i don't know uh if our group will will attach to this or not I, i'd really have to see more of it i think they're having a a free beta test at least that's i don't know if they call it a beta test but up in yeah i think it's an open beta coming up here it's like in end of january sometime yeah so we'll have yeah. to try it and see what happens. I think, like you said, content is probably, I really like Destiny. It's just it never had enough content for me. It was always too, like, just repeating the same stuff over and over. Um, and it's just not as interesting to me as, um, like, something like Diablo or, like, like another really good looter that makes you repeat the same thing over and over. It's just not as interesting to make me want to do it over and over. Um, yeah, and so, I, I want the items to like the cosmetics type of the items to be unique enough that you don't feel like everybody has the same thing. That was the other problem with Destiny. Yeah, is mm -hmm. almost everything looked the same if depending on the class you were in. The only difference is what faction you had, and depending on the faction, depending on the colors that you had. So it was pretty much still the same look for the armor, but it just had different colors. It felt like. Um, there was obviously slight variations with each one and stuff, but, um, and when you got your yellows, those were always unique, but it just, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it had enough for me to want to grind, to get something. If I wanted to grind and get a really cool armor set, I wanted it to be cool. That wasn't one that you got when you just normally quested. No, and I it agree. Seemed like, yeah. Yeah. You would get the greens and the blues and the purples that would all look the same, just better stats. And it's, it, to me, it was like, that's stupid. Like. When you, you, get a you kind of knew, you kind of knew what, uh, even from when you start the game, like if you were kind of into it, you knew these are the weapons I'm hunting for. And like, so you would just keep chucking stuff in the garbage until you got, you know, like 
what you were wanting for that class, which I mean, every looter is going to be a little bit like that, but at least with something like Diablo and I've played a lot of Diablo, like there's best in slot items, but there's so many different ways you can customize your build that like, you don't have to have best in slot. Like you can go for this set, which has like this specific ability or this set, which has a bunch of like buffs to this, like to resistances, or you can, you know, there's so many different ways to customize that it makes it more about like, just how do you want to play? Um, and what do you find? Because there's so many items that like, you might not find best in slot for a long, long time. Uh, with destiny. Yeah. Like you said, there's just not enough variety to make it a good looter for me. Um, and I think if there was, that would fix a lot of it. And then if there was more, just actual more content, <laughs> uh, or like you said earlier, like if they just didn't make destiny one and two, if they just made destiny, the platform and kept adding, yeah. like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me, especially when it looks exactly the same, why they can't have all the planets, like just keep tearing on. I mean, you have games like Warframe, which is not my thing at all. I don't, I'm, I'm not very into Warframe, but when you look at how similar it is to destiny and how many planets there is in Warframe that are all completely different and all look beautiful and it's free. It's it's just like, come on. Um, again, not my game. Uh, I like Destiny better, I think, for the loop and the, the just the style of play. But in terms of content, it's kind of, it's just ridiculous. It shouldn't be $60. Yeah, um, agreed. And that's why I don't like, I, I like trying it every once in a while, but that's why I've always just fell off it so hard and fast and then never really wanted to come back because uh, it's just not for me. But I hope Anthem can at least have a better shot at maybe providing something a bit more, but they haven't really shared anything about uh, what what they have in the game apart from like just demo videos. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think honestly, I have some preconceived notions of what Anthem is going to be and stuff <laughs> yeah. based upon my experience with Destiny. So I'm trying not to... I'm not trying to. I'm trying not to judge it before I see it. Um, truth is, I'll probably let you play it first. I mean, of the of the four of us, Brett always gets the games first and tries them out and gives us a little report of like, yeah, this is worth it, or nah, this is boring. I'm not gonna want to keep doing it. Um, yeah, happy, but I'll, happy I'll to take the bullets for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I'll let him try it out and go from there. But um, there's a lot of exciting things about it. But I yeah, I'm a little nervous in general. I mean, it is EA, um, so I would be nervous. <laughs> Yeah, right. EA. Oh, EA. Um, some other news things. This one is just real short to touch on that I just thought was kind of funny. Uh, that number one game, Red Dead 2, that came out is a lawsuit going against them because uh, of using the Pinkertons. And it's the actual Pinkerton family, I guess, is mad they're using their name and stuff like that. And I'm just like, come on, people. Yeah, so I was trying it, to I just think I was trying to figure out like what this actually was when I was reading through it. And it's like the because the Pinkertons in the game are like the bad guy. The de- yeah, the bad guy detective agency guys that like are hunting people down and um the lawmen. Uh and I get I didn't realize that was a like, like that's a real thing. She's the last of a kind. Some 300 years old. Sweetheart, you are. What are you watching? I'm trying to figure out what there's coming from. Oh. <laughs> and there's the video playing on my phone from the article. <laughs> it's like what? Hey, we gotta get, awesome. we gotta get the kinks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get all the kinks out. No worries. I'm sure people are laughing at it. It's all good. It's all good. So, <laughs> okay, back to the article. So 
Yeah, apparently the Pinkleton, Pinkerton Consulting. <laughs> Pinkleton. Pinkerton Consulting and Investigations is the actual company. And founded in 1850. And I guess they, they're taking him to court and try to get some money. That, people get so money hungry. I just, I don't know. I just think it's a little dumb. It, so. it reminds me I a lot of the, it. yeah, I, we don't have to talk much about it, but it, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, the GTA five thing with the last big rockstar game with Lindsay Lohan, like trying to sue them for her likeness on the box art character. <laughs> Cause there's like a lady in a bikini on the box art and oh. it looked kind of like Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> and she was she was trying to sue them for that and she didn't get nowhere so i don't think this will either yeah hopefully not hopefully not um but xbox has released some really cool updates um for new technologies gs news updates and everything um so they're talking about some exclusives that are coming in 2019 for xbox one uh there's crackdown three uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. So you had mentioned Ori in some previous conversations that we had that you thought it was a really cool, uh, cool game. So it looks like they got another another game, Gears Five. Um, you know, I played Gears of War One, and oh, it was one. always like, oh, chainsaw <laughs> the fairies. And then after that, I kind of was like, and I'm done. You know, and two and three um, are pretty much what you described. But uh, I I really like Gears for the most part, but. Uh, not as much as there's a some huge, of the hardcore. Yeah, there's a huge, it's yeah, huge community. Huge community who love it. Um, my brother-in-law is actually one of the the in that community. He he gets together. He has a group of friends similar like we do. Um, there's our, I think is on Wednesday night or something. They get together and yeah, their big thing is they play Gears of War a lot. Oh, um, like so they'll be the excited. Gears multiplayer. Yeah, I could never get into Gears multiplayer. The I've done it a few times co-op with friends around here, like just doing the horde mode stuff and. Or competitive, I don't know. It it just wasn't for me. Um, but yeah. but then again, I I didn't uh, I wasn't around like playing gears uh, during the first couple games. I I got gears like one two three back compat like playing ready for gears four because I we didn't have X, <laughs> yeah. Xbox three sixties for that long. I mean, and they're they're okay, they're fun. Um, and I'll I'll probably play the new one at least the campaign. Yeah, the funny thing is with gears um, is it kind of has the same feel to me as like halo with chainsaws and gore <laughs> yeah. um, to where it's, it's super, you know, there's, it has this huge following. Um, it, it, I'm sure it has a great kind of game, but the feel when I play it just never felt comfortable and I just never was good at it. Um, I don't know really how else to explain it, but it was like halo halo and I never got along and gears of war and I never got along. They're kind of um, floaty, like, the I don't know how else to yeah. describe it, but floaty. That's the way. I, that's what I always describe Halo as. Um, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't grow up on Halo either. So, and I. I really like the story of Halo even more than Gears. Uh, so I've gone back and played all those. But every time I go into the multiplayer or even the campaign for a lot of it, it's just like the way that they design the weapons, and especially with Halo, it's it's just like really floaty. It's not as tight. And I'm so used to playing like call of duty and and battlefield and like all these other like really tight modern shooters and i going to halo and gears it's just it's never been as tight but i think i think that's by design i i think some people like it but so the other game that um previously was only going to be on pc but they were mentioning it's going to be exclusive on xbox one as well which i'm excited about 
personally, we won't play it with the, the group of friends here. It pretty much will have to be Dom and I that will go play because you guys aren't as big of Minecraft fans. But Minecraft Dungeons is going to be coming out. Watching the video on it, though, I don't think they have things really polished with Microsoft Dungeons or Minecraft Dungeons. It, yeah, looks a little... Wait, what? It, what is the... Do you know what, like, what is the concept? Because I haven't really seen this at all. Okay, so the the general concept is you they're, they're going to have um, four friends again, group of four, and they will have casters. They'll have um, in their video they had somebody with a sword, somebody with daggers, somebody with a wand, somebody with a hammer. Um, so you know your your typical dungeon crawler classes what it, what it appears to be. Um, you're going to go down into dungeons that will be pre made. Um, and you'll have monsters down there that you'll have to attack and get and to get loot. Um, they didn't really show much in the footage of like actual gameplay. It was very, very basic. And that's kind of where I'm like, well, we'll see how far they go. My initial thought though, is can you bring your pickaxe in and just cut around and make your own path in the dungeon (laughs) as, you know, is it as free uh, to get around as the world of, of Minecraft is in general, or, or are you going to be, you know, have these imaginary or end of the, the map undestructible tokens that you, or uh, blocks that you can't get past, uh, but you might be able to dig out a little bit. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's the idea that you're going to go in there with some friends and it's your typical dungeon crawler, but it's all Minecraft related. So all the animals and creatures and stuff are all in the Minecraft universe and stuff and so um yeah i'm not sure how in depth it's gonna be i'm not sure if they're gonna have unique loot or anything i haven't seen anything on that to say like yeah you need to do the dungeon crawling you're gonna get an epic square looking helmet (laughs) or (laughs) you know your your pixelated sword is now gonna look even more pixelated and be gold you know like well that was i I don't know i think that's like i mean i I love dungeon crawlers and most looters, like I'll give anything a try, but I think Brian always says like, oh, I don't want to play Minecraft because it looks like crap. Um, and I think I'm, <laughs> I, I'm almost like, I have to agree with him a little bit, especially if they're going for a dungeon crawler. Okay. I think that would take some of yeah. the motivation for me to do any of it out. I, I'm, I mean, I understand Minecraft as like the creative builder game and I've done it a lot uh, in the past, but I, I don't know. I, I'm interested. I'll, I'll definitely have to watch like um, some footage of it or whatever when it comes out because it sounds interesting. So their promo video that they did made me think of that um, that dwarf mining game. What was that one called again? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Deep Rock Galactic. The, yeah, Deep Rock it's Galactic. It's early access still or game preview. So with that game, if you haven't played it, you're on this like spaceship or something, you know, in the station above the ground. And then when you're ready to go on your mission, you climb into this little device, like an elevator chute, and it drills you down to down into the ground where you're going to be working on finding the resources. So in the Minecraft video, you're on an elevator with your three friends at the door closes and you start going down into this said dungeon. And so, I don't know, it just felt very... Like it was trying to mix the, that game with like a typical dungeon crawler. So it, it felt really weird. It felt kind of chintzy, but I'm excited. They're trying to expand the Minecraft universe because, you know, Minecraft really kind of gotten dull and stale over the time. It's just the same old, same old and stuff. Well, but, if they come um, out at like, I mean, assuming I don't know how, what their plans are, but 
like if they come out at a lower price point, um, you know, if it's 20 bucks or 30 bucks, maybe there's something there. I mean, cause deep rock galactic is only what, like 20. I mean, that's in game preview still, but it's still, it's pretty light on like what you can do and the customization you can do. And, but it, I mean, it's still, it's still fun enough. I would imagine there's a place in the market for kind of mini dungeon crawler games or like an entry point, maybe for people that haven't gotten into that before or that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Or just people who like Minecraft, like kids who like Minecraft. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably still a giant piece of the market. <laughs> so yeah, that's the game that a lot of parents feel comfortable letting their kids just play because there's not a lot of gore or anything to it. So yeah, maybe it'll be out before I, so I can get my hit kids hooked on that and not Fortnite. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, by the way, I don't have kids just planning for the future. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, is this an announcement yeah. that we don't know about? Just planning for the future because we know Fortnite's going to take over the world. Um, <laughs> Another peel back uh, the curtain for those who are listening to this. Um, I have two girls and two kids, and I'm the only one of the the three of us or four of us that have that have kids so far. So um, that's that's why when Brett was mentioning it, you know, I got mini excited because then I won't be the only dad. But you know, I like to someday, tease someday him sometimes. Um, yeah. Uh, th- I was just looking at this list again of the list you mentioned for uh, Crackdown Three is the only other one we didn't talk about. Um, oh yeah, and I don't really have a lot to say about Crackdown Three. I played Crackdown One on Bat Compat because it was free, like uh, like a month or two ago, and it's it's okay. Um, I didn't think like <laughs> I I would imagine it was probably fun back back in the day. Like I can see how it's like oh you get to run around and collect orbs, and when you collect an orb, you get faster and you can jump higher and you can be like you're stronger and you can lift heavier cars and whatever like it's it's a cool idea it's just like the whole world is just like gang guys so it's like really the story is crap and it's really boring but it's like it's fun to run around and collect all the stuff and crackdown 3 has been in development for what like four years now and it's been delayed like three or four times and i don't really have any faith in it i don't think a lot of people do so i i it would be depressing if it's just like a February release for Microsoft exclusive that just falls completely flat, but it would be interesting if it was actually a good game, but I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, but it looks like it's got Terry from, that, uh, and that's Derek Cruz is the only reason I'm at all excited about that game is because <laughs> every, every time they do a promo, I see like, Oh, it's another crackdown game. Like this game kind of looks like it should have came out three years ago. Cause it, the graphics don't look that great. And then Terry Cruz comes on and he's like, Okay, let's get pumped up. And I'm like, okay, Terry, I'm ready. Let's. <laughs> if Terry made a workout exercise show, I'm pretty sure everybody would do, would do it. Like and, you just love it. Be like, all right, Terry. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'll li- I'll lift this hundred pound you know weight. I can do it. And then like throw out my back. <laughs> I know. I'm wondering. I and I think Terry Crews is in like a playable character in the game as well. So I think so too. Yeah. Um, I I was always wondering too, like back way back when, because this was announced at. I almost think this was announced when the Xbox One launched, like 2013. Crackdown 3 was? Yeah, I believe so. I don't know if it was. It might have just been like a logo with a little bit of stuff. But they were talking about, you know, like it's going to be powered by the cloud. And like there's going to be all this destruction like on cloud servers. And it'll be crazy. And then, um, but Terry Crews wasn't in at that point, I don't think. And then, like, I don't know. It was a year or two later when the the trailer came out with Terry Crews in it for the first time. And he was like the character now. And it was like, I, I wonder how hard they like when they figured out that like, 
oh shoot, maybe he can sell this game for us. <laughs> um, but that was a long time ago. But it's like it's kind of working for me. I, I, he, he has the personality for a stupid beat 'em up action game, and it seems like that's kind of what it is. Uh, but I don't know. It's on Game Pass, so I'll, I'll play it. I'll try it. Um, <laughs> You'll give it a few hours. Yeah, not as much as I'll give Ori, but. Anyways, and and the other thing in that article about new technology, it was really vague, so I don't I don't know really what to make of it. The only things I could think of were like they're probably just talking, trying to get people hyped up about the cloud. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure that ties into the next article a little bit um, with the Maverick Xbox Maverick. Oh which yeah, is their idea of the uh, Microsoft's discless Xbox One, which, you know, truth is I did a skim of the article. Um, I mean, it's a great price point that, that brings you in, which is odd to me that it's so cheap. The price point's uh, 199 for the Xbox, and it's supposed to be co- comparable in terms of, uh, you know, Xbox One S, so it's a little bit faster and stuff. Um, but it's surprising to me that their disc feature is worth $200. <laughs> That seems a little bit oh, odd. Well, I, I think um, the, I think the idea behind it, because I've been reading about this for a while. It, this was not announced like recent, or I mean, it hasn't been announced. But Windows Central and like those people that follow, like Brad Sams and the people that follow the Microsoft world, have been reporting that maybe they were doing this for a little while. And if you think about like the Xbox, I'm looking this up right now. The Xbox One S is three hundred dollars. So if you think about that being like on sale, right, so yeah, on sale, it's probably like two fifty. Like it's probably been two fifty or even two hundred maybe on like Black Friday or Cyber Monday type sales. Uh and if you think about like the amount of time since they put together that hardware, like the parts in that are cheaper as well. Um so I think it's just probably a combination of they can take the disc thing out, which will save a little bit of money. The rest of the parts are cheaper, which will save a little bit of money. Uh and I don't know. But I, I would imagine it's not like it's not that hard to make a that box for $200 if they launch it, you know, this holiday or this summer, even, I don't know. Um, That's true. And then that would be like their stopgap for like, Hey, if anybody hasn't, doesn't have an Xbox at all, or like maybe you still have a 360, like just get this super cheap discless Xbox one S to like, just get into the ecosystem and start messing around. And then next year they'll come out with, you know, the next generation. Uh, and assuming they pitch it right, it's like, I don't think, I, th- I think everything is going to be Ford compatible. There's no way it's not on either side, I don't think. So I'd, they don't really have to worry as much about like trying to give people enough time before the new generation. Cause it's like, you kind of just get an Xbox and you're in, and then I'm sure that the new one will play, you know, fancy new games, maybe that the old ones won't, but it's like, you still get all the old stuff and you still get game pass and you still get back compat. And I don't know. It's a good value proposition. So if you could get in at like 200 or 150 on a sale, like that's nuts. Um, yeah. I could see that being enticing for a lot of people. My only thing is, is I still use the disc a lot for like our Blu-ray and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I would imagine I'd have to a buy lot a of people Blu-ray do. Player. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was a big thing for like the Xbox one S when it launched is like, this is the cheapest. Again, this is like the cheapest Blu-ray player you can get uh, like ultra HD or whatever when there's other like single ultra HD Blu-ray players or whatever selling for the close to that same price <laughs> that don't do anything else. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see like if the market accepts that kind of a device. Um, 
because they're pairing it with the the idea that I don't know if this will end up happening, but it's like in that article at least, and I've I've read this before. They're they're toying with the idea that they're going to have programs with re- certain retailers where you can take your discs in and exchange them for digital codes. Oh, um, interesting. So you can it disc to digital, I think is what they call it. Uh, so you'll be able to like if you get this new thing and you have a bunch of old 360 discs that are all back compat now, but they don't work because there's no disk drive. Like you can just go to, to, I don't know, the Microsoft store or a Best Buy or, or whatever and give them all there and they'll give you the download codes for all of them. Obviously, you Man, can't that s- makes yard sailing super, super awesome. I mean, if everything's tagged to you digitally now with that, just go buy every possible, you know, backwards compatible 360 oh, game just, at a yard sale for like a dollar. Trade it in for a digital key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to just I get it on that, your like account. Crazy. Yeah, I... Th- I I think, uh, I mean, I don't have any old discs or anything, so I wouldn't be the one that was using this program, but because I've been, I'm pretty adamant about trading things in or selling them, or I don't like to have old stuff around. Um, but I could see like people with huge collections, maybe, I don't, I don't know, like I could see a lot of people maybe using it, but at the same time, like, I mean, people got mad when they tried to push digital back in 2013, I think the market's ready for it at this point. But at the same time, it's like when, when they're still like, you can get a lot of money for a used game. Like, (laughs) yeah. So I don't know. I think it makes more sense with the idea that like Microsoft has back compat and like all those Xbox 360 games are not worth anything. And, Oh, I can get all the digital keys. So then I can, you know, get rid of all these boxes. They're just junk. Uh, So that makes a lot of sense to me As, as, as far as like new games go. I don't know if it's a as big of a deal, but maybe they maybe they're part pairing it with the idea that like everybody has like hundreds of 360 games that they can just instantly go be like, now these are all digital on my new Xbox One. That that's a cool idea. Um, if that's the way it works out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's... it'll it'll be fun to see. I probably won't be buying one because um, I don't really have a need no. for one. But um, but it it'll be <laughs> interesting to see how it does if that comes out. Yeah, I think I'll just wait to buy the next next uh, gen of Xbox before I get another one. Unless mine craps out. If mine craps out, then I'll be very excited that there's a cheap version that I can just jump in for a little bit. So yeah, um, yeah. So there are there is some news that I am not happy about. Oh um, yeah. Oh, can I introduce I probably, it? I want to introduce it. You want to introduce it? All right, you go ahead and introduce it. <laughs> this broke. So this broke. Um, I wasn't planning on um, talking about this, but this broke today, or it, it maybe it says yesterday. There's I think it was update. last night. Yeah, there's an update now. I'm just I better read it so I don't. Uh... <laughs> you don't mess anything up. Yeah. No, I think um, I think it's I think it's real. The update's confirming it. But so J- Jason Stryer over at Kotaku, he breaks all the stuff like this all the time. So um, he reported that the and. Uh, the latest Star Wars game is by EA, as a matter of fact, uh, has been shelved. Um, well, and, and I was trying to put real- this into context because there's a few different projects that are going on. And I was yeah. I, I made the assumption and I was wrong, actually. Uh, I thought it was talking about the Respawn one because that was the one that was fresh in my memory. And it's not. It's not the yeah. Respawn one. It is the, I guess, the when Visceral Games got... Uh, shut down that was back in 2017 um and that was like the you know the one with amy hennig the like the lady that 
directed Uncharted, like was over there. They had they had a lot of people over there that were working on this Star Wars game, and Visceral Games made Dead Space and that kind of stuff. Um, but real quick to interrupt you, just so that people don't get confused, when you said you thought it was the Respawn one, Respawn is the Los Angeles based studio, um, and their their Star Wars game that they're working on is called Jedi Fallen Order. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So and the that's, one that and got that's still happening. And that is still ha- happening, correct. The one that got canned was the one out of the EA Vancouver, uh, BC location. Um, you can go ahead now. I just want to make sure I clarify. Yeah, that. no, no, that's good. That's good. And what an EA Vancouver, I guess, was the studio that took over what Visceral Games was working on. So Visceral yeah. Games had a Star Wars license that they were working on a game and then they got shut down all of a sudden. But that game, I guess, moved to EA Vancouver I th- it sounds like it kind of like almost started over, but probably I'm, I'm assuming like some of the stuff was kept, but that was the game like moved from that studio to EA Vancouver. And now I guess it's canceled from EA Vancouver um, and who knows what they're working on now, but it's just kind of out of the blue. Uh, yeah. And but- subsequently Jade Raymond, who's the veteran industry uh, guy from Montreal, Montreal, who got moved over to Vancouver, he left the company in the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if because he left, if there's like, they're just like, ah, we're not going to worry about this game. I don't know. Or if he knew they were canning it and he just wasn't happy and he wanted to go somewhere else. I don't know. But he's a veteran through EA for a while. And in this transition, he has left the company. So I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what to say about it. I guess I didn't have a lot of high hopes for that specific project. Uh, back when they all the stuff with visceral happened because that was kind of the big headline was when like amy hennig amy hennig was gone and like the studio shut down and who knows what's going to happen with that game so but it it they rallied a little bit but eh, now it's gone so i i don't know it's disappointing i we've had this conversation before about how um poorly ehe seems to be handling the star wars license but yes Yes, um, very much so. Almost as bad as Disney handles the movies. <laughs> yeah, the Star Wars license is not in a good place really all over the place right now. I no. would like to think that Respawn has a chance. I I mean, they Titanfall is is good. Um, it didn't do very well, but it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it flashed. It flashed really hot. And when it came out, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. like going to be the next style of shooter and ironically it flashed so hot and so awesome that you look at the call of duties and stuff that came out after it they picked up all of the same like wall walking and kind of technology that titanfall had and then pretty much everyone was like oh well i can have that cool stuff on my game on call of duty i'm just not going to go back and then they kind of stopped you know so you know i don't I don't know why or what they could have done to keep it going, but they were the innovators for that cool technology stuff. And then ironically, Call of Duties and um, stuff have all gone away from the wall walking because they thought it, they realized, oh, people liked it for a little while. And now they're back. They want Yeah, and everybody complained and now they're back to boots on the ground. That's what they always yeah. say at their conferences, boots on the ground. Boots um, on the ground. Yeah, I, I think Titanfall, it, especially Titanfall 2, because I mean, we played Titanfall 1 for a bit. Um, yeah back when that first came out because that was kind of new and a new ip it was more fun back then titanfall 2 was man it 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 did not get nothing like uh kind of depressing but i played it and it was solid like it was titanfall 1 like blown up to 11 like there was so much customization and 
way more content and the campaign was really good. And a lot of people uh, uh, really enjoyed the campaign as well. Like it got a lot of good press, but I think it just came out like one in a crowded genre. Like there's too many competitive shooters right now um, with too much like already communities and credibility. And like, there's so much momentum behind call of duty and battlefield and overwatch. And like, uh, it's just a crowded genre, but also Titanfall two came out sandwiched in between trying to remember when it came out. I think it came out right in between call of duty and battlefield. Um, like right around that time. And it's like, it, I mean, that sealed the deal, I think for, for whatever they thought was going to happen. I don't know. They kind of sent it out to die. But I think if it if Titanfall two had came out in more like a you know er, early like February March or maybe I don't know maybe summer I think at least it would have had a chance to flash for a little longer <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if it would have picked up steam or whatever but um, but the the time period in which they released it, it it didn't have a chance no but no. yeah I I'm reading more about this article too and it says. I'll just read this paragraph because this is this is some more stuff that, from the update that they just posted uh, this evening. Uh, like, actually, this is one minute ago. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, Hot maybe, off the press. Maybe earlier if my time zone is different. But it says, when EA's top decision makers looked at their roadmap for the next few years, they decided they needed something earlier than planned than the planned release date for Orca, which is this project, according to two people familiar with what happened. So they canceled this project in favor of a smaller scale Star Wars project that's now aimed for much sooner, likely late 2020, which also happens to be around the time that I've heard next gen's consoles will launch. So it sounds like maybe they might be scrapping this for something else. What I hear when I hear that, though, is (laughs) they're going to rush a game out and it's going to be crap. Yeah, it's going to be like a like a. They're a trying to match like the a new visual next- showpiece or something yep. for the new consoles. That's going to yep. be complete crap. It's going to be flashy. It's going to be, be like beautiful. a six hour campaign. That's awful. Yeah. Um, no story, no nothing, but it will have really great graphics. It will look really shiny and pretty and awesome and will be done in a few minutes. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that happening. <laughs> like, um, what's that PS4 game that came out? Um, the, the order 1886, that was a launch game. I mean, yeah. that, they haven't done all the consoles, but that it reminds me of that. It was like a pretty short campaign that looked amazing and it was awful. Um, well, that's disappointing, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, thing, I don't have a lot to say about Star Wars at this point. Yeah, I guess I could go on a big rant, but I'll try to keep it short. My short version <laughs> of it is I was excited about an open world Star Wars game. I I don't know. I think that those are always fun if done well. I think there is always great opportunity for um, exploring the universe of Star Wars without being in the cliche. And I was hoping that they were going to be able to take this and and go with it. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what I was thinking. They, they always stomp on my dreams and my heart when it comes to this stuff. So I need to stop hoping and wishing for Star Wars games and even wishing and hoping for like an amazing Star Wars game. Um, I mean, I played Battlefield or Battlefront one and two, and it just, yeah, fell it fell flat. Um, and so I, I mean, again, 
I, I think I just get so excited because I have the recency bias kind of thing of, oh, I had there hasn't been a Star Wars game in a long time, and oh, there's Star Wars coming. I'm going to be so excited because I want Star Wars again because I love that multiverse and all that fun stuff, that universe. And it's just not going to, it's just not going to happen. I just need to kind of like that, you know, when you're in high school and you had that girlfriend and you always wanted to come back to that girlfriend. It just ain't going to happen. You know, <laughs> at least She's, until DA gets the license taken away. Um, yeah. But like you said, I don't, I don't know as Star Wars as a whole, probably shouldn't get into it, but I Disney's not handling it very well either. So like even if EA uh if their contract got like either revoked or even if it just ran out, it still has a while because I think they have a 10-year contract. Um it, I, who who's Disney going to partner with to make those games? Um Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, you, you think about some of the old older Star Wars games, even the you know some of the relatively open world ones or at least the rpg games that used to come out like knights of the old republic and even the old republic for that matter which has some pretty good stories in it yeah um and man i i I really want something that would that could be interesting from from that ip i guess respawns i think their game is supposed to be i i think it third person action game sounds right to me from what i've heard Mm. uh i think that's what it's supposed to be i don't know if it's gonna be open world but um, and who knows, who knows what that means? Yeah. Who, <laughs> who knows, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you think about Anthem in the, in hindsight, and it's like, that's an EA game too, technically. And I, uh, they're just, they destroy a lot of stuff. They um, do mainly our hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. And our favorite games. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's to Anthem. <laughs> here's the anthem clink <laughs> clink um i think that's it that's it for the news that i have for this week yeah um, i that, don't think there's anything much... else going on no that's pretty much all i was good you know, thinking about talking about for this week um with our introductory um podcast uh, kind of do a trial run uh, hopefully i mean it's about an hour as well as what we're thinking on our podcast in general will be about 50 to an hour and so if you enjoyed the time, if you joined listening to us, um, please take the time to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Either that's iTunes or Spotify or Pandora, I guess, does them now. Uh, and if you do enjoy it as well, please give us a five-star rating. Um, and yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, for sure. I'll see you next week.